When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. And Steve, well, let me introduce myself first. I am Chris Thomas, as always, joined by my fellow 929 The Game producer, Steve Gagliano. And Steve, we are going inside, inside the mothership today. As I am coming to you live from an undisclosed location inside of one of the members of our 92.9 The Game family's abundant and lovely home as I am doing some dog sitting. Uh, my second job, because we all know radio pays so well. Um, I thought dog sitting was just part of our job title and our... Uh our job description as producers. Yes, exactly. I that carried over. Yeah, we need to babysit whenever uh, applicable. Um, Steve, time to get into on this episode of the show. But we begin where only we can. And that is... Uh, we get a week of no quarterback talk in Atlanta. Thank God. Sound the alarms. Praise the children. <laughs> I am so excited to not talk about quarterback battles for just a week. Just one week. If they lose to the commanders, we will have to do it all over again. Hey, but we live for the moment here on the Off Air Podcast. That's right, Steve. Falcons beat the Bears. Mariota plays fine. Made some big plays. Uh, typical 13 for 20 for 175 yards and one touchdown. No picks. Um, and they survive in advance. I mean, listen, it was a good game. I said on Twitter a couple weeks ago, the Falcons are only playing heart attack games for the rest of the season. And it holds true. Every game at home, it feels like, comes down to the final drive, the final play. Young Way Koo, who's been a little shaky to start the season, uh, comes through in the clutch. And here we are. Desmond Ritter will hold the clipboard for at least one more week. And we can finally, for now, put that conversation to bed. Yeah, that's that's the caveat that you have to keep putting in there is for now, because this will be such a volatile conversation over the next few weeks. But, hey, Marcus Mariota did exactly what the Falcons ask him to do when they win games. And that's just don't turn the ball over and don't lose the game for us. And as long as he's doing that, he's going to hold on to this job. The Falcons are going to continue to be in the playoff picture. And we were actually together on the air on Saturday. That's and you right. mentioned you mentioned that these three games, or this stretch of three games, each one of them is a must win. So you check off that first box with a big win over a team that had been playing, you know, despite in two consecutive losses, been playing really well. You 
limit Justin Fields. I wouldn't say you shut him down completely. He made a few big plays, but he also he, damn near broke him. I mean, by yeah. the end, he was both his hamstrings were hurting, his shoulder, you could see it. They kept going to him at the end of the broadcast. His shoulder was totally banged up. You did a number on the kid. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really like about Justin Fields. I think some people have gone kind of overboard on their praise of, you know, how good he's been or the path that he's now on to becoming. Some people are kind of anointing him as the next best thing in the NFL, which he very may well become that, you know, in a few years. But his toughness, something going back to his days at Ohio State, specifically that game against Clemson in the college football playoff. Yeah, when Skalski. Damn near broke his ribs. Yeah. yeah. What and is just that watching, guy, by the way? Did he, is, he in the, is he floating around in the NFL somewhere? I want to say he signed with the Bills or something as like an undrafted free agent, but I don't think he made it. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard I could be name. wrong, but yeah. But again, so Justin Fields, the way that he's kind of been able to bounce back from those injuries and play through those injuries, that's something that's impressed me a lot. But, you know, also impressive yesterday was the Falcons defense making plays when they had to. Now, here's the problem, Steve. The Commanders might be the hottest team in football right now outside of, like, the Chiefs. Yeah, who saw I mean, that coming? They're playing really well. Heineke, we saw – I mean, we got a dose of Heineke before he became the Green Lizard, which is his uh, very due nickname. He's just a slippery little guy that annoys the crap out of you, hence he is a Green Lizard. Um, I actually had not heard that nickname yet. Yeah. He made the uh, game-winning play against the Falcons last year. That outside toss to J.D. McKissick, little throw. McKissick runs it up the sidelines, and they walk off the Falcons in Mercedes-Benz. That was one of my welcome-to-Atlanta moments for the Falcons last year, for the first full season covering the team with 92-9 the game. Um, so First and certainly not the last. No. Uh, the problem, though, is, Steve, if they lose that game – we're right back to square one. Starts all over again. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, though, mm, I don't know if I'm going to totally rescind my statement, but it may be with the way Washington's playing and with the the fact that the Falcons are so in the mix right now for both the division and a wild card, they still may able may be able to lose that game beat this if they and if they then beat the Steelers the following week I think you could hold it off for a little while longer They're, the rope may be just a little bit longer than I initially anticipated not much but a little bit I think that's fair based on again how Washington's playing I think looking at this stretch of games we were always kind of doing it from you know an earlier in the season perspective of you know, we early in the season, we identified these three games of like, oh, those and we included the, the Thursday night game against the Panthers, which they should have been able to compete and win. But really, these three games, identifying that and saying, oh, the commanders are going to be terrible. And I think collectively, as a Falcons fan base, as a station, I think we have to reevaluate, you know, what the commanders have done lately and factor that into it to say this is not a game necessarily now that you expect to walk into Washington and win the way that they're playing. So yeah, to say if they lose this game, 
you know, the conversation of quarterback play, should they tank for a better pick? Should that be fair? I don't think so. If you walk in there and you look like you did against Carolina, then maybe. But if this is a competitive football game, you're in it, and, you know, a few plays don't go your way, then that's an entirely different situation. And that's been the problem with the Falcons the entire season, right, is you don't know what you're getting week to week at this point. I mean, how is that team the same team that looked so bad against Carolina and then Carolina comes out this week and is essentially neutered by the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, I don't understand. I mean, Baker Mayfield looked worse than Mariota did at any point during his two-game really bad stretch. I'm so surprised I, they went back to him, yeah, to be I don't, honest. I don't get it. So – the Falcons team is much like the NFL this season. So much of the NFL this year is is a bunch of slightly above average teams compete, competing for the final couple playoff spots. And there's a couple of divisions that are up for grabs. You know, the Giants came back down to earth yesterday. The Cowboys now look like they're the best team in the NFC East. It was the Eagles a couple weeks ago. They barely win yesterday against the Jeff Saturday-led Colts so this has just been a wild wacky NFL season and it's kind of a changing of the guard as we see the guys like Breeze and Brady and Manning and Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and a lot a lot of the teams that from the you know mid 2000s up until now the last 15 years that you pencil in every single season for a playoff berth are not those same teams anymore so it gives teams like the Falcons that are in the middle of a rebuild, yes, I'm using the word rebuild. They're rebuilding, guys. It's okay to say it. It's not a curse. It's not an indictment. Yeah, when you have $80 million of dead cap money, right. I think it's safe to call it that. And credit to them, they're playing much better than any, anybody thought they would, but it is still a rebuild. Yeah, that's why Arthur, that's why everyone, that's why no one, I should say, should have doubt that Arthur Smith should get a nice long rope here and not, you know, if they, if they win you know, eight games this year and nine games next year. We're not going into the next season saying, hey, is it time to cut bait with Arthur Smith? It's not working. I think I think he's earned over his first two seasons here, you know, some time to really get everything in place, a full cap, a full roster, a full, you know, program, so to speak, that he wants to instill in the organization. And they're, they're ahead of schedule right now, and, it, and it's fun to watch. And at least for one week, no quarterback at least from us from i do think there will definitely be a a small subsection of fans that either call in or tweet or text that are still going to be driving that narrative home but it's not getting any play the twitter the twitter trolls and and the like but 